darkness arrives, signaling the end of the light of the day's endeavors. Preparation for sleep comes with the anxiety of reoccurrent dreams that haunt by reflecting the story of an exiled life. Memories torn from dream and waking life pages torment the mind, causing ripples of struggle that fight the letting go of consciousness. Only exhaustion slips her into the softness of release that finally brings sleep. Sleep that opens to the soul of a dream forgotten by time and space. A reality she has yet to live, a passage ready to be taken. The dream. She stands facing a landscape of devastation. A mist of wet grayness, thick and greasy, fills the air. The land hangs before her, a wasteland of collapsed buildings and empty streets, filled with the remnants of an unfit guardian. Splatters of desperate and lost souls scourge for food and safety in alleys and burned out buildings. She searches the terrain for her destination. Once discovered, moves quietly and cautiously through the rubble. Her only protection are tattered clothes and battered boots. Voices call out to her in the darkness, a place that she is all too familiar with. Stop now. You cannot make it. There is nothing to be found, and it is too late. Guarded. Yet ready, she carefully steps forward, avoiding the trash of this forgotten place. She arrives at the station, a place only known in memories which held power. She waits on the edge of the platform as time pulsates like waves of emptiness and uncertainty. She waits, daring to know what has not been seen. She waits, holding her destiny, waiting to be released waiting for freedom, begging to be awake. She waits and in the distance, a speck of light shimmers as it draws closer. My name is Mary Kay Casper and I am co-host with Katrina Dreamer of the podcast Dreaming Back to the Earth, dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. In this podcast, I will be speaking to the concept that our dreams and the stepping into the sleeping and dreaming time is reflective as a rite of ancient passage ritual. Recently, I was honored to be a part of a dear friend of mine's stepping into alone time for four days. Four days of sitting in circle, fasting, being with the spirits of the land and the spirits of her heart. And during that time, she had a powerful dream. A dream that guided and informed the time that she had spent in the mystery 
of those four days, calling, praying, asking for guidance that would open her to her own remembering of her original self, the self that carries the soul of gifts that are her brilliance that she brings to the world. It was amazing to be with her in this waking world rite of passage, as well as to hear the story of how a dream also guided her through this rite of passage that was actually a process and a ritual of rite of passage. You ask, how can this be true? Well, the way of the dreaming is definitely mirrored in this unfolding experience of a rite of passage. When we make that decision to go to bed, whether it's because we've worked all night and we're sleeping during the day or that we go to bed when the darkness falls, we in our bodies and in our psyches have to make the decision to let go. We have to make severance. We have to find a way to release the waking world's concerns and actions in order to slip into that unconscious realm. And like any process that touches our ego, there may be a struggle in letting go. We often find ourselves worrying or having a difficult time getting to sleep at night. I think unconsciously there's a desire to hold on to thoughts and feelings that keep us in old patterns of engagement with the world. They don't want to let go of us so that we can rest, so that we can be open to the possible, to remembering, to awakening. And these ones that don't serve us, but instead keep us awake, assuming we will discover a way through, but we never do. And yet there is this emergent potency that occurs when we consciously prepare to step into the dreaming world as a guide to our passage to healing. Um, we find ourselves learning to let go. And in a, in a form of dying to self as we each night let go of this waking world. And if we consciously are asking to work with our dreams, we're consciously saying we are ready to let go of our ego, to move into that place of opening to what spirit, to what the psyche to what our connection to universal consciousness wants us to know. And so I feel that there's this, in, in that decision to do that, we are doing this kind of dying to self, which often occurs when we talk about rite of passage. It's like we're letting go of the past so that the future can embrace us, whether it's graduating from high school or getting married or our own act of dying physically or 
letting go of someone in our lives or taking on a new job. These are all rites of passage. They are moving from one way of being to another, a transformation of, of such, a transforming of such. And we make decisions to do that, just like our body and our psyche works with us to fall asleep at night. And so as we slip into the darkness of sleep, we go through this gateway in a sense that takes us through a threshold where we are open in this liminal space to be connected to the universe and to the deepest sense of our psyche. And this is what I believe. And so in doing that, we are open to the possibility of a dream narrative coming to us, of the experience of story and feeling and remembering. And again, in Rite of Passage work, you go through the threshold of that middle place of the acknowledgement of being in the mystery, the place where you open yourself up to the possible, to the guidance, to the change that you're asking for. And this is where in, in my spiritual practices, spirit in all its forms, whatever you believe offers guidance weaved with the yarn of the universal and self-unconsciousness. And this reflects our ways of being within ourselves and outside of ourselves. It reflects who we are within our psyche and our personality and our engagement of the world, as well as how the world engages us and how we engage the landscape around us. And not just people, but all beings. And it also helps us to look at the ways we blocked or open ourselves to our true being and wholeness. And so like rites of passage, it's that time, like my friend, when she was sitting in circle, she was reflecting on and singing with and dancing with and opening herself in ritual to the spirit, to ask her for guidance, to see herself to remember who she was and remember what kept her from being herself. And we get all this juiciness while we're asleep. And then when we wake up, we step back through that threshold into that place of incorporation that place of remembering, whatever it is, whether it's the full length of a film of our dream to a moment of feeling. And with, and with this, we can work with that aspect, that dream to discover what the wisdom is. And within that wisdom, what lies in the gift that we can give ourselves and our community. A gift, I believe, of awareness and remembering that embodies our own ability to heal 
from our pain and to be offered a glimpse of the path to wholeness. And this wisdom manifested in waking in the waking world provides an opportunity for some type of dynamic ritual practice that synergistically changes our inner being. So in the dream that I had, I walked through the devastation and even the voices that kept me, that wanted to keep me from myself. I heard but did not listen to and I kept going and I went to the platform and I saw the shimmering light and so the practice can be to be with the shimmering light to stand there and be at odd what at what is coming forth to me Yes, I can spend some time in that devastation knowing that it was a part of the old world that I'm giving severance to, that I am letting go of. And that walk was the threshold place. Walking in that place of dying to the old me so that I can be on that platform waiting for the light to come closer and closer. And this creates change in me, in my inner being, and it opens me to the essence of who I am. This allows for the vision to become alive in me. And I can bring that to my waking world. Where is the light that I am seeing in my own life? And where was the devastation? This is the sacred gift of the passage given to all of us that work with the encounter of the dream. One that deepens each time we heed the call to work with our dreams and to slip, slip, step into our, our sleeping time with intention. And as my friend at the end of her time alone in fasting she awakened to the remembering of who she was. And now in her telling her story, she is incorporating the medicine that was given to her during the time that she was fasting alone. And the dream is in a major potent part of that process for her. I hope some point, at some point to have her come and be on this podcast and talk about the experience because I think it was an amazing and very powerful time of calling and of dreaming. A dream reawakens a desire, a forgotten memory of hope wrapped in light she becomes the dream as she steps through the threshold. The dream becomes her as the story becomes her rite of passage. The light that shimmers in the distance as she awakens to the gift of the sun. My name is Mary Kay Casper and I am co-host with Katrina Dreamer of this 
amazing podcast, Dreaming Back to the Earth. What dreams in your life are a rite of passage? How do your dreams reflect your letting go so that you can step into the threshold? And when you awaken, how do you bring this dream alive as a gift to yourself and your community? Until next time, be well, be safe, and be loved.